I'm Dr. Joe Esposito, and welcome to our podcast for the health of it. Remember to subscribe to our podcasts, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. The information presented on this program is not intended to take the place of your personal physician's advice, and it is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Discuss this information with your own physician or healthcare provider to determine what is right for you. Are you suffering needlessly? Dr. Joe can give you advice on how to naturally get well and stay well. Dr. Joe Esposito. Hey folks, Dr. Joe Esposito here. Thanks for tuning in. I do appreciate you taking time out of your day. We're talking today about alcohol. Now, if you've listened to my shows in the past, I talk about the seven deadly sins. Alcohol, meat, sugar, dairy, coffee, soda, and artificial sweetener. And chances are we're going to do a show on each one of those uh, because it's such a hot topic. And it's, we have enough to do hours and hours on each topic, but I'll, I try to condense it. So in the first part of the show, we talked about how alcohol affects men different than women, how it affects the brain. We talked about the prefrontal cortex and the hippocampus and the limbic system. So if you missed that part, you need to listen to that because it explains why alcohol does what it does. This show is on the website right now, drjoe.com. Just go to drjoe.com. And on the website, we have over 1,000 hours of podcast, audio and video. And if you have any questions, send them to me through the website. I'm more than happy to answer your questions for you because our team wants to get you well and keep you well. So if you have questions, you want to get supplements, all that's on the website, drjoe.com. Also, we have a blog. You can read our blog. We write articles for that. It's a lot of fun. So, and also follow us on Facebook and Instagram because we live stream a lot of our shows too. And then you could follow us there and we'll let you know we're live streaming as well. So let's get back to alcohol. We're talking about the dangers of alcohol. And now we're talking about what to do if you are going to drink. Because here's the thing. I'm a realist. I understand that you're probably not going to do everything I say. <gasps> what a shock. But it, the more you listen to the shows, you'll get little tidbits here and there. People come to me all the time and say, Dr. Joe, I've been listening to you for two years, five years, 10 years, 30 years. I've been lecturing, not doing radio and television, but lecturing for 30 years. They read my books and they say, I've been meaning to whatever. Come see you, get the supplements, change my diet. And now today's the day I'm going to do it. So the more you listen, the more we're going to get into your brain the things you need to do to get well and stay well. So we talked about taking B-complex, necessary, because you're flushing alcohol out of the system. Uh, we talked about super greens and essential sources, a great nutrient. I want to cover, I, I kind of left off at milk thistle, T-H-I-S-T-L-E. Now, milk thistle contains silmarian and uh, silabin. These are antioxidants known to help protect your liver from toxins, including the effects of alcohol. So when I have people come in with liver issues, many times I'll recommend uh, a milk thistle. And whenever I see a skin condition, many times it goes back to the liver. Because the liver is a detoxifying organ, and the liver breaks things down and wants to get it out of the system. So it can get it out of the system through your breath, your urine, your feces, and your skin. And so when I see skin conditions, many times we've got to fix the digestive system and the liver in order for the body to stop dumping these waste products through the skin. So not only has Silmarian been found to increase something called glutathione, we talked about that earlier, but it also helps regenerate liver cells. How cool is that? A milk thistle supplement may be the most useful when taken regularly, especially if you know you'll be having cocktails or more than one, on more than one occasion. So we have a product that's not on the website, but we have a really good uh, milk thistle that we use. And if you call the office or send me an email, we can get you information on that. Vitamin C. Alcohol can deplete your body of vitamin C, which is important to reduce, uh, for reducing alcohol-induced oxidative stress to the liver. So it, it makes the liver healthier. Uh, one animal study showed that vitamin C is even more protective to the liver than somarian, which is milk thistle, after exposure to alcohol. So make sure you're getting enough vitamin C, either via supplements or food. Uh, it's another trick you can do prior to drinking. 
uh, which is going to help the liver. Now, vitamin C is actually such a powerful detoxifier that if you take large doses prior to receiving dental anesthesia, the anesthesia will not significantly weaken and may not work. It may not weaken your, 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 your pain. So it can actually detoxify the body. Now, once again, we talked about this earlier, vitamin C and ascorbic acid are not the same thing. Vitamin C has eight-sided molecule, molecule. Ascorbic acid is just a portion of that. So you want to take vitamin C, not ascorbic acid. It's going to work a lot better. Magnesium. Magnesium is another nutrient that's depleted by alcohol, and it's one that uh, you may already be deficient in. Most people actually are deficient in magnesium. Plus, magnesium has anti-inflammatory properties that can help reduce some of the hangover symptoms. So if you don't eat a lot of magnesium-rich foods, taking a supplement the evening before drinking might be helpful. And once again, what has magnesium in it? What has vitamin C in it? Dr. Joe's Super Greens and Dr. Joe's Essential Source. Now, again, I'm not giving you permission to take this and then go drinking. If you do go drinking, I'm going to recommend I'm going to take it every day anyway, but you might want to take a second dose uh, just to make sure you're getting all the nutrients that you need. It's really important. Now, if you take too much vitamin C or too much magnesium, you're going to get diarrhea. Now, I don't want you drunk with diarrhea. It's not fun. Not a good night out. So don't take too much of this. There's a limit on how much you want to take. If you take too much, you're going to have very adverse side effects and you're not going to be happy. You can say, Dr. Joe told me to do this. No, I told you to do it the right way. All right, let's discuss how alcohol affects the brain. Again, as a chiropractor, I'm huge on making sure the brain and nervous system are working properly. So do you ever wonder why does alcohol, what does alcohol do to your body, particularly what, how does it affect your brain? Because that's where the big dam well, it's damage everywhere, but especially the brain. The truth is the damage goes far beyond a headache or brain fog that you experience the morning after. The effects of alcohol on your brain are so profound and heavy drinking can set you up for some of the most dreaded brain diseases. Long-term effects of alcohol can completely rewire your brain too. It can increase the risk of depression and other mental conditions. So how alcohol affects the brain is likely more complex than most people think. Yes, it's known to be uh, chronic use can, can cause detrimental effects on the body. Surprising 2018 study, French study, shows a strong link between the onset of dementia, in which an individual begins to show symptoms of dementia before the age of 35, that's early onset dementia, 65, I'm sorry, early onset dementia, and alcohol addiction. So sometimes you'll meet people who don't remember things. And you're thinking, well, it's starting to show signs of dementia, they may be drinking. And many times people can hide the fact that they drink. I've known people in my life, and you start to realize they're forgetting things, they're argumentative, they're depressed, they're uh, moody. And you start thinking, I wonder if they're doing substance abuse. Could be alcohol, could be drugs. And the answer many times is yes. So it might be a sign for you to dig a little deeper and you might want to step in and try to help them. Study states that heavy alcohol use as well as other alcohol use disorders are an important risk factors for dementia which can shorten lives by up to 20 years. Once again, if I told you I had a pill, here's a pill that can reduce your risk of cancer by six years. Would you take it? And no, side of, no, no downside? Absolutely. If I told you there's something I can give you that would increase your life expectancy by eight years, quality years, eight quality years, would you take the pill? No side effects? Yes, of course you would. That's cutting out dairy products. So cutting out alcohol, cutting out dairy products, go totally plant-based, cut out the alcohol, meat, sugar, dairy, coffee, soda, and artificial sweetener, increase life expectancy by about 11 quality years. Some studies show as much as 20. So folks, you win this game in life by living a long, healthy, happy life. That's how you win. And so you're, you're reducing your chances of winning this game every day by putting bad foods into your body. And as a chiropractor, we see this all day, every day. People come to us with neck pain and back pain, and my team of doctors are off the chart. I mean, I, I, I work with the best of the best, in my opinion. 
And so they're great, and they're my doctors. That's how I know they're good, because they're my doctors. But what happens is, we also want to get your diet straightened out. Because if you're doing inflammatory things like a bad diet, like alcohol, it's going to increase the inflammatory reaction, going to slow down the healing process. We want to get you well as fast as we can. And then if you have acid reflux, heartburn, burping, gas, bloating, and you're drinking alcohol on top of that, you're going to make it worse. Now, with acid reflux, many times we can adjust or pull the stomach down away from the diaphragm. When we pull the stomach down away from the diaphragm, you're able to, di to digest your food more efficiently. So with the alcohol and a bad diet and not getting enough nutrients, you've got issues. Now we start talking about things like dementia, which can be a leading cause of death with alcohol issues. You think, well, they have alcoholism. It wasn't, it, it, the alcoholism caused the dementia. It's not independent. Other symptoms of alcoholism, poor coordination, slurred speech, uh, slowed reaction times, uh, impaired thinking, memory loss, behavioral issues, uh, engaging in risky behaviors. How many people do stupid things when they're drunk? A lot of people. Addictive behaviors, it's not just the alcohol, it's the other things that are addicting, the, sm the smoking, the gambling, uh, poor decisions in life when it comes to the romantic department, all these can come from that, and depression. And depression is oftentimes linked to the brain malfunctioning, but it can be linked to the digestive system. If you're not breaking down your food properly, you're not breaking down proteins into amino acids, the amino acids become neurotransmitters in your brain, which make your brain work. So it all ties together. So withdrawal, or abstinence of drinking, Sometimes you'll see people sweating, nausea, shakiness, anxiety, delirium tremors, the DTs we call them, which may include visual or auditory hallucinations. Immediate effects of alcohol are similar to following a few drinks. When you come off the drinking, many times it's the same effects as if you just had a few drinks. The effects of alcohol on the brain depends on an individual's blood alcohol concentration. It's called the BAC, blood alcohol concentration. Now, I'm sure you're wondering exactly how alcohol affects the brain. We're going to go into this. An increase in the BAC interacts with the brain through something called the blood-brain barrier. There's a, simply put, a force field around your brain that protects bad things from getting into the brain. Once in the central nervous system, it breaks down that, that barrier, alcohol causes alterations in behavior by acting upon specific regions of the brain susceptible to chemical modifications. We talked about the cerebellum being susceptible to alcohol because it has such big vascularity, big circulation. So let's discuss the regions of the brain and how it affects uh, the alcohol. Uh, the mesolimbic pathway. Again, don't worry about the fancy names. Alcohol stimulates the mesolimbic pathway or the reward pathway. That's how you know it. And within the brain, and it releases dopamine, causes feeling of pleasure. This pathway is a major pathway involved with addiction in which constant stimulation of the pathways requires more of the substance to create the same level of pleasure. Once you start stimulating it and it drops, you want more. That's an addiction. Studies have shown that the pathway that's repeatedly activated, in this case drinking, becomes covered with a mesh-like glue. It actually changes the physiology and the anatomy, and it makes it difficult to form new synapses or connections between the, the, the nerves, and it can break old connections. Again, the nerves are, you have a nerve and a synapse, a little gap, and another nerve and a synapse, and these synapses are where the nerve impulses jump from one nerve to another. And that when you start breaking this down, the brain can't work properly. This explains why addiction is so tough to overcome. The pattern is ingrained and held together physically that way in the brain. It can, we affect the frontal lobe and the prefrontal cortex. We brushed on that. This region is involved with decision-making, motivation, planning, goal-setting, judgment, social conduct, impulse inhibition. You don't do stupid things. So neuropathologic studies have shown a large reduction in the number of neurons in the prefrontal cortex of alcoholics 
an overall reduction in brain mass. Your brain actually shrinks. And that's relative to people that are non-alcoholic. So your brain gets smaller and it affects the prefrontal cortex. And the prefrontal cortex is where you make judgment. You make decisions. It's risk. You understand that it's dangerous to do things. When the prefrontal cortex is damaged long-term, you kind of lose that. Now, so damage to the prefrontal lobe or the prefrontal cortex results in emotional changes and personality changes. You've heard me talk about this in other lectures, the part of the brain called the hippocampus. The hippocampus lies in the mesolimbic system and it's involved in motivation, spatial navigation, you know where you are in space, uh, emotional and uh, crucial thinking, and the formation of memories. So this is evident that the hippocampus may play a role in fear and anxiety. So the hippocampus tells you, hey, don't go, beat up, don't go push that big, strong guy. Well, the hippocampus isn't working, you have problems. Also, the hippocampus is one of the few sites for neurogenesis in the brain. The brain can actually, neurogenesis means grow new brain cells. And the process of new brain cells being formed from stem cells, now stem cells are what we call undifferentiated cells, and wherever they are, they become that part of the body. You may have heard me talk about that with orthopedic issues with joints, knees, stem cells can actually regrow joints. Studies suggest that increasing doses of alcohol create a disruption in the growth of new cells, which leads to a, a deficit in specific areas such as the hippocampus, which will lead to decreased learning and decreased memory. Now, hippocampal neurogenesis, new brain cells being made in the hippocampus, is resilient and has been shown to recover in about 30 days. So the nice part is the hippocampus can start to heal as soon as you stop the damage. Now, if the damage is too far gone, it may not heal all the way, so you just got to decide how much damage do I want to do to my brain. Uh, uh, there appears to be an increased vulnerability to relapse if you if, once you break them down, though. It can heal, but it can actually start to relapse. Now, the hypothalamus, that's another part of the limbic system. And the hypothalamus has connections in many systems that involve with learning, memory, regulatory functions, eating and drinking, temperature control, hormone regulations, and emotion. Where have you heard me talk about the hypothalamus before? When you're hungry. Your stomach releases a chemical called leptin, it's a hormone, goes into the blood system, goes into the hypothalamus, and says, hey, I'm full. If you eat a lot and you produce a lot of this chemical, it keeps bombarding the, hypo the, the hypothalamus, and the hypothalamus finally says, I don't believe you. And it becomes resistant. It's like the boy that cried wolf. And so the hypothalamus is being bombarded with these hormones because you're eating too much, and then you don't feel full. This is one of the reasons fat people keep eating. I used to be fat. Again, I can say the F word. Fat people keep eating because you're not getting the hormone released from the stomach into the hypothalamus to say I'm full, so you don't feel full. And you've seen people at, the, at a buffet, and they're overweight, and you're thinking, oh my gosh, how can they put that much food in their body? because they're not getting the hormones from the stomach up into the hypothalamus to say that they're full. Why? Because you bombarded it. You become uh, resistant to the chemicals, just like with insulin. If you eat a lot of sugar, the cells become insulin resistant, so you have, the blood sugar can build up because the insulin isn't able to get the sugar into the cells. Same thing uh, with, the, with, the, with the hormones from the stomach. So long-term damage to the hypothalamus due to alcohol leads to memory deficits and amnesia can follow. That's why people don't remember things. Now the cerebellum. That accounts for approximately 10% of the total weight of the brain. In your brain, you have the cerebrum, which are two lobes, and in the back, you have two smaller lobes called the cerebellum. And that contains about half of the neurons, or the nerve connections. It's small but mighty, and the cerebellum coordinates voluntary movement, balance, eye movement, and is integrated in the circulatory and, and emotional part of the brain. So alcohol abuse leads to atrophy within the white matter of the cerebellum. That's part of the cerebellum. 
it actually starts to shrink. And this is why people that drink have all these problems, because the cerebellum controls balance. And when people come to us as, as my chiropractic team, and they'll say neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, headaches, and sometimes they have balance issues. Many times the cerebellum has been damaged, either not getting proper blood supply, alcohol, drugs, and so we need to essentially reboot the cerebellum. And there's techniques that we've developed that I teach all my doctors to do to help reboot the cerebellum so that we can hopefully get the balance back again. So many people think of chiropractors as neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, numbness, tingling. We're really good at that. But now we start looking at the digestive system. We start looking at brain function. And this is why so many patients come to us from all walks of life, because we want to get you well and keep you well, not just get you out of pain. Another part of the brain called the amygdala. It's within the temporal lobe. It's on the side there. And the amygdala has connections to the prefrontal cortex. Remember prefrontal cortex? Helps you make decisions. And the thalamus and the hypothalamus, which mediates emotion, love, fear, rage, anger. And it helps identify danger. So alcohol affects the brain chemistry by altering the levels of the neurotransmitters, uh, with the different parts of the brain we just talked about. And the neurotransmitters are chemical messages within the brain that transmit signals to the nervous system and extend out throughout the body. Once again, simply put, the brain sends messages down the spine, out the nerve to every cell in the body. And so you have to have communication between the brain and the body. Physically, we can block that communication. Bones can move out of place, pinch nerves, inflammation. Chemically, we can alter it as well. So the alterations in neurotransmitters, these are the chemicals that make the nerves work, within different parts of the brain cause an individual's behavior and motor functions to be altered. And you've heard me talk about neurotransmitters so many times. Neurotransmitters are either excitatory, they increase electrical activity in the brain, or they're inhibitory. They decrease electrical activity in the brain. So it either speeds you up or slows you down. Alcohol slows down the brain, and it binds to something called inhibitory GABA, and NMDA receptors, again, that's a lot of chemistry there. This slows down, uh, and this slowdown results in slurring words, decreased memory, fatigue. And so every time you have a drink, all this is going on inside your brain. And it's pretty crazy because we gotta get the brain working normally, not abnormally. So another part of the brain is called, it affects dopamine. Dopamine is a neurotransmitter increased uh, that gives you pleasure. So that's a big issue. Norepinephrine is a, a chemical um, in conjunction with the temporal low, uh, uh, te I'm sorry, it increases adrenaline and norepinephrine, and that gives you energy. So we got to get that all balanced out as well. So there's a lot of chemicals that are going on in there. Uh, so if you want to have stress-free partying, chronic alcohol abuse results in decrease in a lot of the neurons that release norepinephrine, and then you get tired all the time. So that becomes a big issue. So uh, glutamate, you heard me talk about monosodium glutamate. Glutamate is an excitatory neurotransmitter. Um, when that, this can block that, and so this is one of the reasons why you get tired so often. So it's important that we get the brain function where it should be. Serotonin, another neurotransmitter that gives you pleasure. Um, it can affect the serotonin levels. So we want to make sure we get it working. I do want to talk about, because time is running out here, I, I want to talk about the dangers to the female reproductive system. Because a lot of people um, uh, will come to me lately and I'll say, well, Dr. Joe, I, don't, um, I can't make babies. When I first got into practice, very seldom uh, did people uh, are able, unable to make babies. Now, we talked about how alcohol lowers sperm count, and that's a big issue. So with lowering sperm count and it's affecting the, the, the women's health issues, uh, that becomes really important. You need to know this. Now, a while back, we did an entire show on women's health. So if you want to know more about that, just go to my website, drjoe.com. Just search women's health issues, and you'll go there. So I want to quickly cover how it affects the, the female reproductive system. Mild to moderate alcohol consumption. 
has numerous negative consequences on the female reproductive system. Animal studies show alcohol consumption disrupts fe female puberty. And drinking uh, during this period also may affect the growth of the bone. So for children drinking, it's extremely dangerous. Alcohol has hormone level uh, issues. It can affect hormones in postmenopausal women. So I know many times women are postmenopausal and they want to drink. I'm going to go home, have a glass of wine. I've had a stressful day. It's actually bad for you. Now, years ago, I was dating this gal, and she had a gluten sensitivity. Now, a lot of people have gluten sensitivities, but this girl liked to drink her beer. So she discovered, she didn't know this existed, there's something called gluten-free beer. She thought it was the coolest thing in the world. So she was drinking gluten-free beer, and she thought that was okay because she didn't have, she didn't have issues um, with the gluten. But there are no healthy options, okay? You can't just go ahead and uh, say, I'm going to be healthy because I'm drinking gluten-free beer. It's still dangerous. Now, so brewers have begun using gluten-free ba bases in their beer, and it's not good for you, but a lot of people might use that as an excuse. Sometimes there's organic beer. People say, well, gosh, I I'm drinking organic beer. This way you don't get the pesticides. Is that good? <sighs> it's not good. It's better. Okay, so organic beer might be a little better, um, but it's, it's not good for you. It's just not as bad. Same through the gluten-free beer. But the alcohol can also damage your DNA. And I want you to realize that your DNA is the part of your body that makes you, uh, keeps you alive. It's, it's how your cells reproduce. You take the DNA and it says, okay, this is the pattern that I have. I'm going to re replicate this cell. When you damage the DNA, what happens is it doesn't duplicate properly, and that causes abnormal cell growth. And according to the CDC, alcohol poisoning kills six people every day in the United States. Yeah, you heard that right. Six people a day die from alcohol poisoning. That's crazy. This doesn't even address the other negative effects. So researchers uh, from Cambridge University, uh, their laboratory of, of molecular biology, found a buildup of acetaldehyde, which is a chemical, uh, happened when there was too much uh, for the body to break down, and when, when, when the mechanisms aren't able to reduce that chemical. So while previous researchers had pinpointed uh, acetaldehyde as the culprit that causes DNA damage, these studies were performed on cell cultures not on living people, not on living body. However, the evidence is strong enough to promote the World Health Organization to classify alcohol as a class one, a cla group one carcinogen. That's like the worst of the worst. So these researchers found that acetaldehyde breaks down and damages the DNA blood cells, uh, leading to uh, rearranged chromosomes and permanently altering DNA sequences. So it's not good, folks. It's causing damage to the DNA. It has to happen. And you're thinking, well, one drink, no big deal. Two drinks, no big deal. So far, I'm okay. Well, my cholesterol is just a little high. How many people use this as an excuse? And that's what's happening. People are using it as an excuse. And then a study comes out and says, well, alcohol is good for you. Drink as much as you want. Or drink red wine. Any benefit that can possibly be told to you is far outweighed by the detrimental effects. Once again, I'm a realist. I understand you may be drinking alcohol. And that's okay. If you're going to do it, do it right. Try to do organic. You can do gluten-free better still, because gluten is a protein that can cause more ir irritation to the bowels and cause a leaky gut syndrome, absorbing more toxins. Make sure you're drinking the water you're supposed to. Make sure you're taking supplements to replace the damage. Make sure you're eating well. Don't go out for steak and french fries and a hamburger and a milkshake and then drink. That's really, really, really bad for you. So if you're going to go out, try to eat something healthy. I know you're thinking to yourself, but Dr. Joe, that's the most ridiculous statement you've ever made in all the years I've been following you, because if I'm going out partying, baby, I'm going to blow it out. It's your call, okay? It's your life. Do what you want to do. Song by the, was it the birds who did that song? Anyway, um, 
It's your life. Do what you want to do. But I just try to give you information on what you can do to, to, to deal with it. Again, I, 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 if somebody wants to drink around me, I don't care. If somebody wants to eat meat around me, I don't care. I just want to give you the information because I want to be your doctor. My team of doctors want to be your doctors. And so if you have issues, we want to help get you well. And we want to get you healthy from a chemical standpoint. We want to help you get from a digestive standpoint. And we want to help you from a physical standpoint. So those chemicals we talked about, those alcohol dehydrogenase enzymes, can be faulty. And that increases your risk of acetaldehyde accumulation, triggering greater DNA damage. And that's when you start to get the flush face. Second line of defense is the repair mechanisms. The body can't repair itself. And when it doesn't work, these individuals carry mutations in the mechanism. And those mutations might be passed on to their children. So it's really scary. One last fact before we go. Uh, US, 40% uh, of hospital beds in the US are used to treat alcohol-related conditions with the exception of maternity and ICU beds. 40% of people in a hospital have something related to alcoholism. It's pretty serious. So folks, I ran out of time. If you want to listen to this show and hundreds of other shows, go to my website, drjoe.com. We have over 1,000 hours of podcasts there. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. But most importantly, if you want to get well and stay well, go to my website, drjoe.com. And we have the supplements there, the super greens, the essential source, the B-complex, a lot of other ones like nitric oxide, digestive enzymes. But if you want to make an appointment to come see us in the Atlanta area, we have offices in Marietta, Duluth, and Stockbridge. Go to the website. You can book an appointment right online. We work with most major medical insurances, car accidents. If you've ever been in a car accident, ever, if the car was damaged, you were damaged. You need to come see us. Stop suffering needlessly. Biggest complaint I get is, why didn't I do this sooner? Why did I suffer so long? So go to the website right now. Make your appointment, drjoe.com. Folks, I'm Dr. Joe Esposito. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to For the Health Fit. Remember to subscribe to this podcast, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. You can also listen to and call into my radio show live Sunday evenings from 7 to 9 Eastern Time on WSBRadio.com and on the WSB Radio app.